Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Agape love is a giving love, right? We talked about that on Sunday. Eros is an erotic, physical love. Phileo is a brotherly love. Agape is a giving kind of love. I think one of the best descriptions in my mind for agape love that Jesus wants to teach us is a mom with a little baby, right? That just gentle, and, and any of you seen a mom with a little, you know, four-month or six-month or eight-month-old baby, right? All that thing does is cause grief. It cries. It, it makes smells. It, it breaks things. It wants to hurt itself. It's just like, and what does the mom do? Give, 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 give. And what does the kid give back? Wake you up in the night, sleep deprivation, messes, right? I mean, just, uh, you know, stuff comes out of them and gets on your clothes. And it's like, ah, it's just like, yeah. And what do you do? You just keep giving, right? And that's the kind of agape love that, that God wants to put in our hearts. And so Paul's saying, you guys have all these other gifts. And I think this is true today as well. There are people who think, I'm very spiritual. I read my Bible and I exercise my spiritual gifts and this and that. But they don't give. They haven't come to this ability to have the get grace of giving in their life. So Paul's saying to the Corinthian church, hey, you need, to, you need to be able to get to this place to do this. Verse 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And so we talked about that on Sunday, that Jesus is the quintessential example of giving. He gave his life. He gave everything so that we could have a rich life. And, and we talked about that on Sunday, so we're not going to go over that again. But uh, you, can get, you can go watch it on YouTube or Facebook, uh, A Rich Life. And uh, my wife, after church on Sunday, she said, you know what, there's so much more to the rich life that you didn't talk about. And I said, well, I only had 35 minutes. So, <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's much more vast than what we talked about on Sunday. But, you know, having a relationship with Jesus and following his design and his plan for life, oh, it's so infinitely better. You know, when I went on vacation, uh, and whoever's editing this needs to take this off. But, uh, you know, we visit my, I have family members that live in Hawaii, and they don't go to church, and they don't follow Jesus. And, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's such a rich life following Jesus, right? Because, you know, I, I walked like they did. I lived like they did, in, you know, before I was a believer. And it's just so empty, right? Without Jesus, without the Lord, you're just looking for things that make you happy that are never going to make you happy. And you're looking for, you're chasing the end of a rainbow. Oh, I'm going to get this, then I'm going to be happy. They don't say it like that, but it's what they're, how they're living life. Oh, once this happens, then, then I'll be happy. I'm, I'm almost happy. I'm almost going to be fulfilled, but not yet. It's just when I get this or get that or accomplish this. And the truth is, the Lord says, look, I can give you a full, rich, rewarding life right now, today, and you don't have to get anything or accomplish anything, right, just to have a relationship with him. So, uh, well, you can check that out uh, on Facebook if you want to look at the Sunday morning. Verse 10, and in this I gave advice. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago. He's talking about they said they wanted to give financially to help the church in Jerusalem. But now you also must complete it, the doing of it, that as there was a readiness 
uh, to desire it, so there also must be a completion out of what you have. And so uh, he's saying, look, you talked about it a year ago that you wanted to support the church in Jerusalem, and now your, you know, desire to do it needs to translate into actually doing it, right? Because the Christian life is not just about talk, but it involves action, right? When uh, my kids were little growing up, elementary school, junior high, I used to ask them, do you think I love your mom? And, you know, I would say, hey, when you grow up and get married, do you want to have a marriage like we do? Do you think we're weird? Are you going to do something different? When you raise your kids, are you going to do what we do? Are you going to let your kids run wild? Are you going to discipline? You know? Anyway, but, but I would ask them, do you think I love your mom? And I would say, and they would say, yeah. And I'd say, why? And they'd say, well, because you take her on dates and you go on vacation and leave us home. And, uh, you know, well, they said that for a few years. Uh, so this year we took the whole family to that trip that we went on where they had to stay home. So it was great. We had a fun time. But, uh, right, but love is action, right? If, if you're dating someone and you never call them, you never buy them gifts, you never do anything for them, and someone asks that person that you're dating, do you think they like you? What are they going to say? Well, I'm not sure. Why? They never talk to me. They never do anything for me, right? Love is action, right? And so Paul's saying, you, you know, you talked about helping them, but you need to put it into action, right? James 1.22 tells us, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving yourself, right? So if you think that you want to do something to help someone, but you don't do it, then you're deceiving yourself because thinking is not the same as doing. And I do think uh, for all of us, it's good to be reminded as Jesus said in John 13, 17, if you know these things, that's good, but blessed are you if you do them, right? That is such a powerful truth. So many people come to church or come to ladies' Bible study or men's Bible study, and like, Pastor Bob, I've heard it before, and my response to them is, but are you doing it? And then their answer is, well, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and the reality is, Jesus made it very clear. It isn't knowing stuff that produces a blessed life. It's doing it, right? And, and so the blessing comes in doing it, not just knowing it. Now, you have to learn it first in order to do it. So that's why it's important to go to church, to read your Bible, right, to know it. But, but we don't ever want to think, just because I've gone to church for 10 years or 20 years, uh, that I am doing it just because I know it. Because knowing it is not the same as doing it. You can think to yourself, I would love to be a generous giver. Oh, yes, I would. And the Lord knows my heart but I never give a penny. <laughs> I mean, well, that doesn't mean anything, right? You're thinking, I wish I could be in that church. Like I heard Pastor Chuck say one time that he, he was at a church and, and the pastor said, you know what? We know that you all in your hearts want to give. So what we're going to do is we're everybody going to stand up, reach out, take the wallet of the person in front of you and give like you've always wanted to give. <laughs> right, but so the reality of doing, right? And, and that's what Jesus taught is like doing is, is where the blessing comes. And so he's telling the Corinthians that in verse 12, for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. So he's saying, you know, perhaps they were thinking, well, if we take up an offering now, then it might not be as big as the offering that we take later when you get here. And, you know, I think if a person thinks, I'm going to start giving to the Lord when I win the lottery or when I start making more money, but I have a desire, right? Paul's saying, don't give based on what you think you might have someday, but just give in what you have. In other words, he's just saying, whatever you have, then start right there, right? And, you know, I've heard TV preachers say, you know, and I've even heard people tell me they've gone to churches where the pastor has said, I feel like the Lord wants you to get a loan so you can give money to the church. Paul's saying, you give out of what you have, right? You don't go get a loan and give. I mean, that's just like, that's just weird, right? But that's not what Paul's saying. He's saying, just right where you're at right now, 
right, start. Because it really has to do with your heart. It's not as much as to do with how much money you make. It's about your heart, right, because of selfishness. In verse 13, he says, For I did not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by the equality that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply in your lack, that there may be equality, right? So in other words, he's saying, look, you guys have an abundance now. You can help them. Someday the circumstances might be different, and you might need help, and you want someone to give you. And we know the Bible says you reap what you sow, so it's good to be a generous giver when you can. Verse 15, as it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. You remember he's talking about manna that God gave the children of Israel in the wilderness, and it just lasted every day. Verse 16, but thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. For he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you in his own accord. And we have sent, him, we have sent with him the brother who pray, who, whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. So Paul is sending Titus to Corinth to collect this money to take it to Jerusalem, and he's sending some other guys with him. Verse 19. And not only that, but... Uh, who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift, which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord himself, and to show your ready mind, avoiding this, that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift, which is administered by us. So in other words, Paul's just saying, we, there's accountability, right? There are multiple people. The churches pick some people to travel with them to, to collect this offering from all these different churches and take it to Jerusalem. So there was more than one person seeing what was going on there. So there was accountability. Verse 21, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have often proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent because of the great confidence which we have in you. If anyone inquires about Titus, he is my partner, the fellow, a fellow worker concerning you. Or if uh, our brethren uh, are inquired about, they are messengers of the church uh, of the glory of Christ. Therefore, show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of, of our boasting on your behalf. So Paul's saying, look, we're sending these people. And we've told them that you're generous and you're going to give. So, uh, you know, now, now put your, uh, you know, preaching into action. Do what you said and be a good example. Now, verse uh, 1 of 2 Corinthians 9. Now, chapter 9, he's going to talk about some principles of giving. He says in verse 1, Now, concerning the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Now, uh, when he's talking about the ministering of the saints, he's talking about this offering. And when he says it is superfluous, that means unnecessary, right? It isn't necessary for him to say this, uh, but, uh, you know, that, hey, you should be giving. But he says in verse 2, For I know your willingness, about which I boast of you, to the Macedonians, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal was stirred up, uh, has stirred up the majority. So remember, Macedonia was northern Greece, those churches, Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, uh, and they were poor, but they gave already. And Paul's saying now, uh, those in Achaia, uh, where Corinth is, that they were very wealthy, and he was saying, now I've told everybody that you are generous, that you're going to give, and uh, these other people were excited about you, and, and it even motivated them. And so, but you haven't done anything yet. You haven't taken an offering. You haven't given anything. Verse 3, yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this respect, that as I said, you may be ready. So he's just giving him a heads up in verse 3 to say, they're coming, so take the offering, get it ready. Now's the time for action. And verse 4, uh, lest if some Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, uh, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this 
confident boasting. So Paul didn't want to be embarrassed that he was telling everybody they were generous, and then uh, they agreed to give to help the church in Jerusalem. He was saying, look, you, before I get there, take the offering, don't make a big deal out of it, and he's saying, and don't do it in grudging obligation, right? You shouldn't do it grudgingly. In other words, Paul's saying there should be no manipulation in God's people about giving to the work of the kingdom of God. And if there is manipulation, then it's not biblical, right? Because we know that God wants us to give. We know His Word talks a lot about giving. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Community Christmas Eve services on Sunday, December 24th at 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. This is a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com, like us on Facebook, and may the Lord bless you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day.